On today's episode of the Shamrock Sports Show, uh, we'll talk about everything that's been going on in the NHL, the MLB, the NBA, and the NFL. So let's get right to it. Uh, Sidney Crosby, this past week, played in his uh, 1,000th career NHL game. Uh, Crosby is someone who has can't come to play every single game that he's played in. Uh, he's an eight-time All-Star, uh, three-time Stanley Cup champion, and two-time Hart MVP trophy uh, winner. So... He has racked up a total of 469 goals, 812 assists for a career total of 1,281 points. Um, Crosby has been someone who a lot of players look up to. He's someone who comes to the rink every day, willing to work, wanting to get better. Um, This year, his team has struggled, and there have been a lot of rumors speculating about him being traded. Um, But he has come up to say that he wants to be a Penguin for the rest of his career. And um, that's something that I think a lot of Pittsburgh fans... Um, that's a big sigh of relief for them. They don't want to lose their captain, someone who's led this team for 1,004 games um, ever since coming into the NHL as a first-round pick. Um, he's probably one of the top five greatest players to play in the NHL, no matter how you spin it. Um, he's only 33 years old. He's got a lot of time left, I believe, um, especially with how uh, star athletes are um, sticking around a little bit longer. I think he has the ability to help Pittsburgh um, get back to where they were. Um, and hopefully, for the sake of, of all Pittsburgh fans, get back to the playoffs and hopefully to back to a Stanley Cup championship. Um, last night, Patrick Kane scored his 400th career goal. Um, the American-born uh, hockey player is now in 10th for career goals, just behind John LeClaire and Tony Amonti for um, that list. Um I think personally that Patrick Kane has the ability to be the greatest American hockey player to ever play in the NHL. Um, he is somebody who um, I think he's still got a lot of time left in his career. Um, although the Blackhawks aren't really having the best season, I think um, you know once Taze comes back and once Doc comes back, I think those two guys will be able to help him um, get more points, get more goals. Um, but. Again, I, I think he's going to be able to, once everything's all said and done, be the best player to play in the, um, as an American in the National Hockey League. And uh, last weekend, the NHL took their game outdoors to Lake Tahoe, where the Colorado Avalanche played against the Las Vegas Golden Knights. And both games, I mean, we were just, as, as fans of the NHL, we were just treated to such a great venue out in Lake Tahoe. Although um, in game one again with Vegas and Colorado, the Sun did play a factor um, as the game was delayed due to tough ice conditions. Um, I mean, going over that game, uh, the Vegas-Colorado game, I thought one player stood out, and this is the guy who stands out every single time I watch Colorado. Uh, it's Nate McKinnon. He assisted on the first goal for Gerard, and then he scored the second goal of the game just wheeling out of his own zone. And Alex Petrangelo, the defenseman for Vegas, he once he saw him wheeling around with the puck on his stick, he, he literally said, like, oh, boy. Like, he, he was mic'd up uh, for the duration of the game. And that, that kind of um, blew up on Twitter. A lot of NHL fans um, found that funny, and uh, which it was. Because, like, when on the ice, a lot of um, – you expect an NHL player to be dialed in, you know, like, especially with, like, a Stanley Cup champion such as – Petrangelo, like you wouldn't expect him to to be nervous or to um, get off his edge for for a game. Never mind a shift. So 
to see him like actually be like a human being and like express what is going on what he's seeing on the ice that that was pretty cool for me and then um Colorado ended up winning the game um and then game two was the following day between the Philadelphia Flyers and the Boston Bruins and it was just an absolute rout um after the second period um David Pasternak scored a hat-trick he scored his first goal 30 seconds into the game um I will give Philadelphia the benefit of the doubt they were missing almost every single um contributing forward um the only guy who I think showed up for the Philadelphia um, forwards were uh Kevin Hayes and um Sean Couturier so um you know it it is tough for for a team to be shorthanded um due to COVID protocols but uh, I thought the Bruins played a great game Trent Frederick uh, got his first NHL goal off a nice um turnaround shot in the high slot right by um Carter Hart's glove I thought that was um a really good show for him um, and then again, that first line for the Boston Bruins is probably one of the best lines in the National Hockey League, and they show up to play every day. Um, you know, again, Pasternak with a hat trick, and then Marshawn and Bergeron all got um, a few assists um, throughout that game. So that was something that I thought was um, was awesome. I, I think moving forward, I think the NHL should probably consider. Um, hosting more games at venues such as Lake Tahoe. Um, obviously, there weren't fans in, um, in attendance, but I think hopefully um, as we move forward with the pandemic, um, events such as like Lake Tahoe um, could potentially have um, fans in the future. And um, so moving ahead, um, I, I want to take a look at a division that is kind of... Um, caught my surprise and now it's the uh, the west division I, every single team in that division is just battling out for that for a playoff spot in the four um positions that they have um right now vegas sits in, fr- in first place with um had a record of 12 and 4 and then not too far behind them is the minnesota wild and the st louis blues and then the colorado avalanche i think and then even the teams who aren't in the playoffs like the la kings the Arizona Coyotes and the Anaheim Ducks. Like I all, I think every single team has a chance to make the playoffs in that division. Um, but it's going to be tough because every single team comes to play every single night, um, regardless of who they're playing. And then a team who has been arguably the best team in the league, um, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Um, I I kind of question how good they actually are. I think that they're in a relatively weak division. Um, Again, I, I don't know if it is because that is, you know, the division that they're in is why they're so good. I think once they'll be able to play against other teams in other divisions, such as like the West or the East, with teams like uh, the Capitals, Bruins, uh, the Lightning, and um, Vegas and Colorado, I don't know how good they'll be, just because I don't think they have that depth as a lot of other teams do. Um, and so with that, I... In the um, Tahoe game, there were a few uh, young players who kind of made me question who are the best young players of the future uh, in the NHL. And in the game, obviously, Kale McCarr. Um, he's the reigning rookie of the year in the NHL. And then um, they have a new rookie um, who could potentially be his D partner moving forward in the future in Bowen Byram. It's just uh, there are a lot of good guys who are in the NHL right now who are just barely 20 years old or you know, right above 20, and I'm um, going to name a few of them. 
right now, I think one of the best uh, in the league um, on as a defenseman is Quinn Hughes and his brother Jack Hughes, who plays for uh, the Jer- New Jersey Devils. Um, I think those two guys are going to shine in their careers. And then um, the New York Rangers have a surplus of young players who I think they could either use those guys in the future or use now as a trade piece to get someone such as Jack Eichel or someone who could help them win in the next couple of years. Um, that would be like Alexis Lafreniere, um, Keandre Miller, Adam Fox. Um, they have a guy playing in the KHL who I think could be a stud. Um, or again, they could they could trade him. And then Minnesota Wild have um, Kirill Kaprizov, who right now is my front runner to be the uh, rookie of the year in the in the NHL. Um, he's every time he touches the puck, you know the announcers you can hear them. They're fascinated with what he does with his edge work, with how he is able to skate with both with and without the puck. Um, and then a guy who made his NHL debut long overdue, by the way, um, is Trevor Zegras. For the Anaheim Ducks, he was the tournament um, MVP in the World Junior Championship this past January. Um, if anyone has watched that tournament knows this guy can score the puck. He can put it in the back of the net. He can make plays. He can pass. He can do pretty much everything you would want a young player to do with uh, the puck. And I think that's just something that to keep an eye, keep an eye out for. And then Ottawa Senators forward Tim Stutzla, he is an absolute stud. I mean, he also played in the World Junior Championship tournament for Team Germany, uh, although Germany didn't do as well as Team Canada and the United States. Um, he was an impactful player for Germany every shift. Um, he made first team um, as a forward. And then there are also college guys who are um, draft prospects for this year and um, prospects for teams who have already been drafted. So, Guys like Alex Newhook, uh, property of the Colorado Avalanche, and currently playing for Boston College. He's going to be someone to help the Avalanche moving forward. And then his two teammates also, uh, Spencer Knight, who is the goaltender for Boston College. He is a draft prospect of the Florida Panthers. And then um, Newhook's line mate, um, Boldy, he's also a draft pick of the Minnesota Wild. And I think... All three of those guys are going to help BC um, potentially win a national championship this year. They're one of the best teams in the league. Um, so I think with those three guys, um, they're going to definitely have bright futures ahead. And then someone such as Cole Caulfield, who plays for the University of Wisconsin, uh, Montreal Canadiens draft pick, he just scores goals. That's pretty much what he's known for. He had five points this past weekend um, to help the Badgers win. And then... He's just a tremendous, um, tremendously talented offensive player. And then two guys who caught my attention who are uh, draft eligible this year is Matty Veneers from local guy, Hingham Mass. Um, and then his, uh, his teammate, Owen Power. I think these two guys have the potential to be top three, maybe top five draft picks in this upcoming draft. Um, both play for the University of Michigan. They're just hardworking guys. Both know how to put the puck in the net, make plays for their teammates. So baseball, um, spring training just opened up. Um, not a whole, not a whole lot of excitement, um, in my opinion. Um, however, Trey Mancini did return after his cancer diagnosis last season. Um, he was welcomed to a uh, standing ovation by the crowd, and uh, he was almost moved to tears when he uh, stepped to the plate. 
I think he could really help the Baltimore Orioles um, move forward this year. He's one of their, he's one of if not their best player um, on the roster. So I think having Mancini back will definitely help um, with the improvement from last year with the um, with the or uh, Baltimore Orioles. And so, yeah, so not much going on in um, in baseball right now. Let's just take a look at what's going on in the NBA. Um, Right now, like I said last episode, not much has changed except for the fact that the New York Knicks are now the fourth place team in the East, which I don't think anyone saw coming in this year. The Knicks, however, they do have a lot of guys who are just willing to work, such as Julius Randle, who was voted as uh, an all-star this year. And they're, they're led by Derrick Rose, former NBA MVP. And then they have... Young guys such as uh, Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, and uh, Mitchell Robinson, who all just want to come to play and prove that they're not just pushovers this year and that the New York Knicks are contenders like they used to be. Um, team that has slid tremendously has been my Boston Celtics. They've been a very tough team to watch. Um, they were able to pull out a, a nice victory last night against the um, Washington Wizards, where Bradley Beal just continuously goes off against them and every other team in the NBA, for that matter. Um, but something needs to be done. I know Jalen Brown didn't play last night, but that's still no excuse to to almost lose to a team such as the Washington um, Washington Wizards. And then if we look over at the Western Conference, again, not much has changed. Um, the Jazz still sit atop, now three and a half games ahead of the Lakers for that number one spot. And then right behind them are the Clippers. Team that has kind of surprised me in the West is the, um, besides the the Jazz, obviously, is the is the Phoenix Suns. Obviously, they have Devin Booker, who's now an MVP. And then they tri- just got Chris Paul in the offseason. So I think with his leadership and with Devin Booker and guys like um, Jay Crowder, Dario Saric, and... Um, Frank Kaminsky, I think, are guys who just want to win basketball games, and they've been doing so so far this year. And I think that they have the opportunity to do something special. And with that said, with the like, young guys um, going back to the Knicks, I, I kind of wanted to take a look at young guys who I would want to start a franchise with. And that would I, I kind of looked at all the young guys under the age of 25, and I compiled a list of six guys who I think, um, well, I have to pick one out of the six. Um, and this is this is who I got. I have Luka Doncic, Jason Tatum, Giannis Antetokounmpo, Bam Adebayo, Zion Williamson, and John Morant. Now, if I were to think ahead of um, the next 10 years building a franchise, I'd want someone who's durable, someone who um, can get points can create offense both off the dribble and um, without the ball. And the big thing I look at is durability. And guys like Zion and Morant, who I both are gonna have, think are going to have unreal careers in the NBA, they've been hurt um, pretty early in their careers. They're both second-year guys. Like last year, Zion missed almost all of last year uh, with an injury. And Morant just came back from injury this year. So I think... With that being said, I don't know how durable and how long-lasting they can be moving forward. Um, so that for that reason, I'm not going to pick either one of those two guys. Um, with Giannis, I, 
I really do think he is one of the best players in the NBA. Again, he's a back-to-back MVP in this league. Um, he just hasn't shown me that he can get it done um, and get f- far enough in the playoffs. So, again, that's why I'm not going to go with, Zan- with uh, Giannis. And then Bam Adebayo, he is one of the best centers in the league. Dominant. Uh, he's one of the biggest reasons why the Heat were even in the NBA Finals last year. Um, but when thinking about starting a team, you don't usually build around a center or a big guy such as Bam, um, which is why I'm going to move ahead towards Doncic and Tatum. Tatum showed me last night and every, ever since he's joined the Celtics that he's someone who can get points night in and night out. And when he's not getting points, he's getting assists, rebounds, he's doing all the little things that you would want to see as a star young player. Um, and same with Doncic. He is someone who no one thought would be good coming into the NBA. He was traded at, on draft night for Trey Young. Um, and a lot of people thought that Dallas had kind of lost that trade because they weren't really sure if Doncic was going to be a special talent, but he has proved every single person, every single hater um, wrong. And he's even been up for a discussion for an MVP vote for a lot of people. Um and with that being said, that's why I'm kind of leaning towards Doncic, which kind of pains me to say because I am a Celtics fan. But he can he showed me time and time again that he can make plays, he can hit the big shot, he can make unreal passes to his teammates. And for that reason, that's why I'm going to go with uh, Luka Doncic as the guy who I would want on my team to start a franchise. And so the biggest news to come out of the NFL so far has been J.J. Watt signed a two-year, $31 million contract with the Arizona Cardinals. And that seemed like a surprise team for a lot of people. Um, Many thought that he was either going to go to the Buffalo Bills, the Cleveland Browns, or, um, you know, the Green Bay Packers. But um, the Cardinals seemed like an interesting team. For me personally, I think it's a good fit. Um, They have a pretty good offense with um, Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Unreal air raid offense. And then defense, they still have Chandler Jones, who has been one of the best players, most consistent players on the uh, defensive side of the ball. And I think with that being said, um, I think this trade, I mean, sorry, this signing will fit nicely for for Arizona. And, you know, J.J.'s former teammate, Deshaun Watson, is still trying to get out of Arizona, get out of um, Houston. Houston right now is an absolute mess with everything that's been going on um, in their football organization. They refuse to open up trade talks for Deshaun Watson, even though he's been openly saying that he wants to move on and doesn't want to play for the um, for the Houston Texans. And I don't blame him. He is one of the best young quarterbacks we have in this game. And his talent is being wasted down in Houston. Um. Russell Wilson, this has been something that um, not a lot of people have a lot of information on. I think uh, people are saying one thing while he's saying the other. Um, But right now the speculation is that he wants out of Seattle and wants to be traded to either New Orleans, Miami, or um, the Jets. One of those teams, it does make sense that he wants to be out of Seattle. I don't think him and... um, the coach over there get along well together. Um, and he's someone who's 
whose career is kind of um, he's getting old. He's getting up there, but that's not going to stop him from having another MVP like season this past year. And again, if he mo- goes to a team like uh, New Orleans where they have guys like Michael Thomas um, and Alvin Kamara, I think that just boosts their chances of winning a Super Bowl that much more. Um, guy like Russell Wilson can do it both with his feet and with his arm. We've seen it time and time again. Um, he is Wilson is a Super Bowl winning um, quarterback. So I think if a team like New Orleans is able to get him, then I think the chances of them winning a Super Bowl just um, boost tremendously. And then kind of something that caught my attention when I was looking up uh, topics for today is Jeff Bezos and um, the Washington football team. Um, the current owner of the Washington football team is Dan Snyder. And if you're a fan of the football team, you're probably not a big fan of, of Dan Snyder. He, he's made a lot of questionable calls, um, as an owner and a lot of people want him to sell the team, which makes sense. Um, this is a team that was a wild card team this year. I think they have a lot of potential moving forward and with Dan Snyder at the helm, I don't think that they're going to be able to do anything. So um, there was a report saying that Jeff Bezos was willing to buy um, the Washington football team. And I am somewhat of a fan of the Washington football team just because of everything, um, because of their potential and um, the talent that they have, guys like Chase Young. Um, I, I love it. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see a problem with Jeff Bezos buying the team. Obviously, I think Dan Snyder took that personally. And um, I believe he's trying to file a lawsuit or something. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, I, I think if I'm a I'm a true um, football team fan, I, I think you know why not why not have Bezos um, become your owner, and then in a few weeks the NFL draft will be um it will be done, it'll be over with, and then Trevor Lawrence will be in the NFL. I think that he is the for sure number one pick in this year's draft. Um, I think that without a doubt. Um, Jacksonville will take him at number one. But my biggest concern um, for the quarterback's position at this year's draft is right after Justin Fields gets taken. I, I don't know who else would, um, who else there is to, to take a gamble on. Um, Mac Jones, I don't, I don't know if any team will take the risk on Mac Jones. I know that there will be, however. Um, but Alabama quarterbacks have shown time and time again that they can't get it done in the NFL. They have one of the best receiving core while they're playing at Alabama, but once they get to the NFL, they don't have the talent or the ability to make those same plays because just because guys are a lot bigger, a lot stronger, and um, defense, defenders in the NFL are, like I said, bigger and stronger. So I don't know if Alabama quarterbacks will be able to be as successful in the NFL as they were in college. Um, and then some other news Obviously, last last week, um, Tiger Woods was in a bad car accident, and um, this past weekend, um, players dressed up in uh, their Sunday red to pay tribute to Tiger, who is now recovering in the hospital after um, having to go through a lot of surgeries. Now he's back to um, on the road to recovery. Hopefully, he can be back to his winning ways, uh, win some more major championships. And then this coming Saturday is uh, UFC 257. And this main card is ridiculous. Um, we have 
Israel Adesanya making his uh, return back into the octagon. He's fighting against um, Jan Blakowicz. Uh, this is a light heavyweight title bout. And Adesanya is one of the most um, entertaining fighters that we've seen in, in a long time in the UFC. Um, his last fight, he fought against um, Paul Acosta, someone who um, he's had a lot of um, back and forth with outside of the octagon. And he took care of him in just one round. And I think... Um, I think he could do it again. He's got, he's got height on Blackowitz, and um, he's got the reach, and he's got a slight leg reach on him. Uh, the only thing that um, he doesn't is the weight, but I think that's something that he'll he'll be able to take care of. And um, he has landed; he lands uh, a lot more strikes uh, per minute than his opponent does. So I think um, Adesanya will go twenty-one and zero in his professional career. And the second fight that definitely will be entertaining is Amanda Nunes versus Megan Anderson. I mean, Amanda Nunes is probably one of the scariest females I've ever, like, watched fight. She is extremely talented. She is from Brazil. And I think she has the ability to be one of the greatest UFC fighters in the women's division. Um, her opponent, Megan Anderson does um beat her in every category um in terms of weight height reach and leg reach but that has never stopped Nunez before um she does land a lot more strikes than Anderson but um I think Nunez at the end of this fight will go uh 21 and 4 and be considered one of the greatest um woman fighters in the UFC um and it's now officially March, so that means that tournaments will start to begin in the college, and, um, college basketball and college hockey. Um, teams to look out for, I think, in the hockey, um, in college hockey, I think Boston College and uh, North Dakota are two teams, obviously, who uh, have been one and two um, all year. I do think, um, you know, this is a little biased, but I think Boston College will win the um, national championship whereas in college basketball i think anything can happen this year um teams like kentucky and duke who you know the blue bloods of the college basketball aren't having as good as a season as people had thought they would um like duke just had a, had jalen johnson one of their best players opt out for the rest of the season uh, to focus on the nba draft um i honestly don't know who could win i think maybe gonzaga um just because jalen Suggs, but i i don't know um, what the final four would look like. Um, we have to finish all the uh, tournaments first before we can actually take a look at um, the potential teams to win. But again, I think it's anyone's tournament heading into it right now. Um, that's going to do it for today's episode. Um, thanks for tuning in. Hope to see you next time.